Hello and welcome to The Falcon, a footy podcast. I'm your host, Clarky, and joining me, as always, I've got Jesse. Round two, baby. Round two, this is episode like six, bro. This is our second go at recording this one. Yeah, that's fair. I've also got Chris. Jesse, don't peel back the fucking curtain. People don't know that. I'm transparent. Hello. (laughs) That's right. We need the kayfabe, otherwise we can't retain (laughs) listeners. That and the poor content. Um, so this week, gentlemen, we're talking about Brisbane Lion. We did Adelaide last week. We're moving northeast to the state of Queensland and the Brisbane Lions. And to help us, we've got a wonderful guest, another one. Lorne, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We are the pride of Brisbane town and the rest of us. Don't song. say we. Don't get me involved with your, whatever you're doing up north. <laughs> I'm it's the royal we. Jesse, you uncultured swine. When Clarky said Northeast, did anyone else have to go, never eat sluggy wheat bread? <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you're Australian, right? That's like you find the apost- imposter among us, the one who doesn't well, say wheat bix. It's true. Uh, I was say, it's a wheat bix thing, but that's also how you know you're very stupid at 32 when you still have to do it. <laughs> you still have to put up the, the owls to figure out what's left and right. Wait, what? Yeah, you to figure out what's left and right. You put up the owl and the owl. That- oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that Jason Biggs movie taught us so much. This baby can go for miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, we'll we'll, yes. we'll get right to the heart of the matter. Yes. You're a Victorian. Yes. You go for Brisbane. I do. What the fuck? Bag. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Indeed. Um, was what my dad said to me as an eight-year-old. Um, he didn't. He's never sworn a day in his life. Uh, yeah. So I I grew up in a family of Geelong Cat supporters. Um, my dad being a very avid Geelong Cat supporter, with my brother who's about five years older than I am. Uh, my grandfather's St Kilda. My grandmother was Essendon supporters. Uh, my mum's family is from New Zealand, so they have no idea. Um, but. All blacks. Uh, <laughs> that's it. But um, when I was uh, young and in primary school, about seven or eight years old, I really got sick of us never winning a game and us always being towards the bottom of the ladder, basically on the bottom. Like there just seemed to be no hope. And you know when you're a kid and you just you just want to have that winning feeling, you know, you just want to feel something in your cold, dead seven-year-old soul. Still haven't um, had that feeling to be honest. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> You can get the undead out of the soul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we haven't figured it out yet. Um, We're getting there. But um, I remember saying to my dad, uh, saying to him one day that I don't think I want to follow the cats anymore. And as much as I'm sure that broke his heart, he was very good at saying, okay, well, what what do you want to, who do you want to follow? And I thought about it a lot and I really wanted to, like I really enjoy and I still do. I don't really know why. I think it's just because I want to be weird and quirky and different. But I always wanted to find a team that wasn't quite what everyone else is picking. Um, I didn't really care for any of the Victorian teams. I'm very – I'm like an animal lover, so I was very much going for all the animal teams as well. Um, I loved dogs, but I didn't like the breed of the bulldog, so I didn't want to go for the bulldogs. Um and we had just gone up to sunny Queensland, where which wasn't actually that sunny. I remember specifically being in a hotel room up way up high and watching a uh, bloody tropical storm come in and destroy the pool area. So that was really fun. Um, but I loved it. I still love that holiday. I loved uh, Brisbane in general. My favorite movie 
is a Lion King, was a Lion King back when I was a kid. Um, always loved the animal, still do actually. It's my favorite animal. Got a big tattoo of a space lion on my arm and I've got many lion things. Um, and, yeah, decided that I was going to go for the Brisbane Lions and also their colours. They had like maroon. Like that's like no other no other team had that colour. Um, second uh, yes. place. Every seven-year-old's favourite colour, oh, <laughs> maroon. <laughs> See, you would have loved my primary school's colours were yellow and maroon. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, well, cause... my second place choice was West Coast Eagles because they were different and I like the colours because they were my primary school colours was gold and yellow. So, uh, I'm glad I didn't. Let me let me tell you that much. That, that real fork in the road in your life. That would be another pivotal yeah. moment. I feel like there is a brief moment in everyone's every AFL fan's childhood as well, though, where there is that like that voice in your head that's like, "My team sucks. I want to go for a cool team." Yeah, and yeah. then you pick and a, like any other team that just exactly. seems like the underdog. Yeah, like a exactly. misguided attempt. To well, be I mean, edgy. They, they definitely are. Definitely had the first premiership under their under their belt. I'm pretty sure it was the first one. Was that 2001? Yeah. Um, the first. Sorry, uh, their, yeah. Their first one. Their first one. Yeah. Well, first is the Lions anyway. But um, yeah. I I think they either had their first or they were like on top of the ladder about to get their first. Um, because I remember the next two years very like very vividly about being a new supporter to the Brisbane clan. But yeah, Dad said okay, and I've been with them ever since. Despite what everyone seems to seems to say, um, whenever they find out, because you know when you're when you're not doing that well, you don't really talk up that much about football. But um, yes, I understand. Sudden, I yes, the football yes. podcast. You're not wrong. There are two types of fans. <laughs> I feel like in you know in schools and in workplaces and all that kind of stuff. Unless you're actively watching and just want to have a like coffee room talk about football. If your team's not doing well, you kind of remain silent about it. There ain't no Mark Neal here, and there never was. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how you, you mentioned earlier that um, you like to choose things that not everyone else is choosing that are a bit quirky at the time, and you decided to choose the reigning premiers that were currently in the midst of a three-peat. Yeah. <laughs> very different, very different. But I, like, got him, Chris. Correct. That's what we got you here for. Correct. <laughs> got you. You're not wrong. Chris, in Lawn's defense, what other teams were winning three grand finals in a row? No one else. Quite unique. <laughs> Geelong, not too long after. Yeah, but gross. Collingwood in the late 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit young. <laughs> so what what would you say is is some of your earliest memories of uh, after you had made the switch? Was Maybe it is it the switch. premiership that stands stands out the most in your mind or <laughs> um well, uh, I remember, yeah, I definitely remember the 2002 premiership. I, my dad got me a, a big flag that I swished around. I got a scarf. I got a beanie. Sidebar, um, your dad sounds like the best. <laughs> He's a very understanding man. <laughs> He's, a, yeah, a very, a very passionate Geelong fan and always has been. So I think he was the one that defied his dad and his mum's wishes and decided I go to school in Geelong I'm going to pick Geelong then and they were like damn it we failed again because <laughs> his sister my auntie um goes for uh Essendon as well as yes. her mum did obviously and then her side of the family who live in Adelaide all go for Essendon so <laughs> it's uh fuck's going very on interesting <laughs> it's I have no idea it's very interesting but um yeah, I remember the 2002 grand final I remember like you know hopping up and down and thinking it was so great and um, 
you know, my dad kind of being like, oh, well, you know, good for you. Like you enjoy this. And then I remember the uh, 2004 grand final. Um, I remember sitting in the office when we, you know, you had a computer room back in the day, which I guess we do now because I'm sitting in one, um, playing The Sims. And my dad poked his head in and he's like, do you want to watch it? And I'm like, we're not going to win. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It was already like halfway through the game. I was like, ah, not for That me. was literally that are you winning son meme. That's exactly what it was <laughs> in my head. But, but it was more like, we're winning. <laughs> we're winning, son. We walked in and I was just like, nah. And then I walked out and I saw the end score and I was like, no, nah, I told you. We weren't going to do three for three. But yeah, they were they were some good memories. Um, I went to quite a few games as well when I was younger, but only obviously when they were in. I don't, I've never been to one up in Brisbane. I've always wanted to, but... Um, going to them at the MCG, mostly I always wanted to go to a Magpies Brisbane game because obviously it was like the repeat of the grand finals. Um, and I remember us winning one of them and being like, I want to watch Jason Ackermanis do the handstand thing. And dad was like, he only does that back at Brisbane. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> could have just so come sad. to a Western Bulldogs game. <laughs> I could have. Yeah. So uh, look, as a Brisbane fan, uh, I, w- I want to hear about some of your favourite memories, but I-, I feel like we should bring up quite possibly the best ever Brisbane moment, the Miracle on Grass. Oh, yeah. Miracle on it Grass. Might be, it might be the best footy moment ever, I think, it, that call. that Every time that comes up in a social media feed or whatever, like actual tears. <laughs> like I get teary-eyed every time I get chills and I just watch that – over and over again, I've shown so many people, like, um, I feel like anytime someone's around me that it shows up on social media, I'll be like, just watch this play. Just watch it. He handballs it up. He has only nine seconds to go. He's on the ground. Like, how does he get it? How does he get it up to Zorko? And then Zorko kicks it and he goes, it's just, it's such an incredible game. That game actually, um, that wasn't on TV. That wasn't televised on free to air. So, uh, my dad, once again, Geelong supporter, we were both like, oh, absolutely, we're going to watch this game. Realized it wasn't on TV and we're just like, oh, don't worry about it. We actually that night were picking up my mum from the airport because she'd come back from New Zealand that night. And um, we had it playing on the radio in the house. And it started off and I was like, oh, this is great. And then obviously like Geelong kind of got away with the uh, got away with the ball and um, – I left the room again. I was like, yeah, we're not going to win <laughs> again. I have no faith, obviously. Because, um, and obviously on radio as well, like, I, I was, it's kind of hard to understand um, what's really going on. Like, I don't, I can't really picture it. I understand the players and who has it and all that kind of stuff. And then as soon as it goes to someone, I have no idea. I'm just like, it's gone. Um, so we listened to it for a bit. I went and had dinner, you know, and um, eventually dad kind of poked his head and was like, you're going to want to, come and listen to this and I was like oh okay and I think it must have been like a couple goals or two or three goals when we started picking up momentum again and um we were sitting on the couch in the front room with just a lamp on beside us we're both like oh my god just like listening to this play-by-play on the radio like like an old timey man and um (laughs) (laughs) just like by god we've done it and um we best get this radio off before the blitz happens (laughs) (laughs) quick daughter get to shelter um (laughs) <laughs> we just like <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. I like um, how you went old time and there went really bad acting. Like, we have to get to shelter. Yes, papa. <laughs> but what will we do with the servants? Well they'll stay outside and hold the house up. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, obviously that, that was happening. Um, but yeah, went the the call of um, I remember obviously uh, Zorko kicked it to Ash McGrath, and when he kicked it, um, I was like, did he get it? Did he get it? And Dad's like, yeah, he got it. And they would, you know, obviously going, holy, oh my god, they're doing. I'm not saying holy shit on the radio, but they go, oh my god, he's got it. And um. BT uh, they were like, yes, best fister in the game. He said, <laughs> we'll, "We'll always remember that." Um, <laughs> a, a title well covered. <laughs> Are they going to have title well earned? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Hi, um, Joe. Yeah. You give him a fifth thing. <laughs> Go get him, boys. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, and I, I was just like. Is it over? Is it over? And dad's like, oh, I think the siren's gone. And then like waiting for it. I don't know. It's just like, I remember that feeling was so good. And then we'd got in the car, like that game basically ended. And we were like, well, mum, mum will be here in an hour and a half. Let's go to Melbourne. Um, got in the car and we listened to all the talk radio shows talking about the game, listening over it, like constantly talking about it all the time. And then we're waiting in front of the international arrivals and it comes up on, um, one of the, or like YouTube, I think, actually. I think I kept Googling it to see if I could find it. And then we stood there, like, on my, like, iPhone 8 or something like that, or iPhone 4 or, so, I don't know, something very small, just, like, sitting there going, like, look, oh, my God, and he was on the ground. Oh, my God, they're all the way at the end. They're in Geelong Square, and they have, like, 20 seconds to get it. How, how do they do it? And, oh, that was, that's a amazing, amazing comeback. I dare say that it's almost as good as a premiership. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially because, like, obviously we've in our household had the rivalry of um, Geelong and Brisbane for so long. Like, we were going to every Gabba game, not every, not every uh, Gabba, every GMHBA game we could, um, including one where Brisbane lost by one point in the last minute. That just broke my heart. Like, I, I always said, um, I remember the siren went and I was just like, keep playing? What? Just keep playing. Well, what do you mean? We just just kick it, just do it, just keep playing. And it was just like, can we get that? Can we do it again? Can we just go back, please? Like, don't, imagine what do you mean? The, the siren timekeepers gone. doing that, just like, the siren goes, no, nah, just keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just keep it going, just keep it going. Um, so, yeah, every every Geelong and Brisbane game, we would always either listen to or watch. Um, so that was a great one because I think we were in the midst of the end of the, uh, the Lions kind of um, – mid to high top of the ladder range where we were kind of ducking below the halfway point. Um, so that, that like, it just makes you feel so good. So like warm and fuzzy inside. And especially having to share that with my dad was like a really good memory of that one. But um, now there's obviously a new rivalry as my, um, my husband is a Collingwood supporter. So. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh. We're going to bring that up. But you have now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as soon as I met him, I was just like, oh, you know, are you into football at all? Because, like, past relationships, none of them had actually been into football and I'd been very alone in my, like, wanting to watch games on the weekend. And he was like, oh, look, not really. I kind of go, like, kind of go for Collingwood. And I was like, oh, well, great, but shit. <laughs> but turns out his kind of go for Collingwood is yelling at the TV, knowing every stat, every <laughs> like, everything about every player. Yeah, it's good fun. Great grand final day. Brendan, enemy of the show. That's it. Enemy. Absolute enemy of the show. <laughs> I actually vaguely remember you telling me, it's like, oh, you know, I'm talking to this new guy. And then I, you mentioned that he goes for Collingwood. I was like, no, nah, bail. <laughs> get rid of him. That's it. Red flag. Absolutely get rid of him. Red flag. Absolutely on the board. gone. 
so just with that miracle of grass, mm-hmm. miracle of grass, miracle on grass. Yes, the miracle of grass. That's why you got <laughs> your Jesse, name. Jesse, it grows That's outside. It. <laughs> miracle grow. Um, that was Ash McGrath's like two hundred fiftieth. I think. Like, I thought it was two hundredth. It might there be are so many stories. I agree. I, I think that is the most entertaining game of football from like a story perspective yeah. ever. I don't think there's even close to competition with it as, as well. I'm kind of surprised when people could argue against it. Like what? But like, so many things happened. Yeah, it's so fun to well, watch. Well, especially like because um, uh, Tom Hawkins had like a shot on goal. Right at the end, with like forty seconds to go, just fucking misses it. Like the guy who'd been kicking torpedoes the whole time and not ever really missing a shot, just full on misses it, and then they just get get it from one end to the other in that time. I just yeah, like I said, I always loved the fact that there was a guy literally on the ground and he had to handball it over his head while he was laying on the ground to get it to the other end as well. Like with eight seconds to go, it was just amazing. Such a good game. So, well, let's talk about the team as as a whole, and mm-hmm. I'd love to go through some of your favourite players and any significant memories that you've got of of those players, why they've endeared themselves to you. I mean, like Ash McGrath kicked himself into everyone's hearts, mm-hmm. to the footy, the footy Hall of Fame hearts. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, well, I the current team we have, and I probably the current team. From, ooh, I reckon like 2015 or so, um, has been the one that I've been the most familiar with. Uh, I dropped once once again because I said like my ex partners weren't really into footy, so I kind of stopped when I moved away from home. Um, there were a couple of times I tuned in to like the news or whatever, and it would show the ladder, and I'd be like, "Oh, we're about 12th, okay," or like, "Oh, we're like fifth, and you know, like wherever we were. So that middle part where everyone kind of started to retire from that, that um uh three-peat kind of era when like everyone had really gone um when I kind of got back into it we still had Jonathan Brown Daniel Rich obviously um we still had kind of uh, a couple of those really like awesome players from that three-peat era but suddenly now it was just this, this new brand of kids just all coming along and watching them grow from like this sounds so wanky honestly but like watching them grow from like these 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids who were just either arrogant or, like, wimpy, like, they looked really, like, not quite in their physique yet and all that stuff to... Uh, yeah, like um, Dane Zorko then and now. Yeah. I was going to say that Harris Andrews, when he first started, literally looked like the front like a, cover of um, Diary for a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snapping like a twig as well. Just, like, lanky as hell. Eric Hipwood still hasn't quite gotten any muscles on him. Um, worse haircut, but... In fact, just worst face. He's just not a likable looking dude, honestly. Get him off the team. Get him off. <laughs> for some Let's reason, they gave him a seven-year contract extension. Yeah, I you, don't understand. Yeah, they have Harris Andrews looks funny. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eric God. Hipwood. Looks funny. Uh, drop him. <laughs> well, actually, I think um, I think Harris Andrews is probably my favorite player on, on, um, on the team. I really – I think, honestly, when he got fully knocked the fuck out, by uh, Jeremy Jeremy Cameron, enemy of the show. Where that was he, horrific. He I got like full on brain live. bleed, was out for yeah. weeks and all that. I went into full like, hold me back, <laughs> let me at him, let me at him. Um, so I'm gonna go bash my Geelong family. 
murderer. Um, so I've always like I think as soon as that kind of happened, I was just like, holy shit, this poor kid. Like, look what he's look what's happened to this poor kid. He might you know got a brain bleed. How serious is that? That's that's really screwed up. And then from there, I've been like, oh, that's the guy that had the brain bleed. Oh, there's the kid that had the brain bleed. Like, it's always like. And he's just like, stop yelling that at me. Like, <laughs> it's a training session. I, I, Please stop. I don't remember it happen- happening, name. but you've reminded me. <laughs> yeah, like watching um, watching him kind of become uh, a much more integral part and become the defender he is now. Like, watching the games, like, sometimes, oh, what was it? Against the um, uh, Patrick Cripps? In the preliminary, preliminary final, couldn't say that word for for ages. Um, just like stopping him at every chance he got to basically kick a goal that game, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy has come so far." Um, yeah, I love him. Love him for the player. Love Rich. Always loved Rich. Oh, you gotta love Daniel Rich. We we scream Rich in our house every time he's on TV or mentioned. So I'm a bit sad that he's like moved on, but um, I mean that was that was to be seen he's been playing since yeah 2008 or so so like understandable can i ask you about a player um how does it feel to have essendon's uh, seconds um what's it like to (laughs) have joe danaher on your team now that he's he looks like he doesn't enjoy football anymore but he would be great (laughs) in world war (laughs) one to the bunker boys he's back on the wireless (laughs) joe danaher marching towards the crowds watch out for them german boys (laughs) Oh shit. Um he he has the same like <sighs> the feeling I have for him is a feeling that I also have for like Tom Hawkins. Like, you know, those really tall dudes who kick the goals all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also don't. Good Just description. Don't do no, no, no. What I mean is um you think that they're a massive hero and as soon as they get the ball, you're like guaranteed goal. Guaranteed. And then sometimes they just don't work and you're just like, what's wrong with you? I just don't understand. I don't, I just don't get it. So, um, look, I like him on the team mostly because we just yelled Doey Janaher whenever we see him and, um, we have a lot of fun. Uh, so did you think Doey Janaher? Doey Janaher. Just Excellent. scream it. Just scream it from the, Comedy. scream it from there. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's that and World War One voices. Those <laughs> Comedy. And Dowie, Dowie Janaher. Dowie Janaher does it again. Kicking long bombs while our boys are overseas and dropping them. Why'd you kick those bombs on Berlin? Oh my God. Dowie Dojo Junior Shabbat. Don't do it. Dowie don't do I think it's. Keep an eye on Lewenberger. It's probably the best time for us really to be bringing you in for a Prism episode because, I mean, even though, look, a premiership loss is. Never enjoyable, but no. at the same time, I think. Why would you bring it up? Brisbane, Brisbane have spent probably the last, the better part of the last, say, what five years mm. building to oh. making it to the big, the big game. It has actually been, and I'm, I'm sorry about this, Jesse, and not so much Chris because you had your premiership, but like, hey. it has been so good, so good to watch a team go from. Just this young team of of like seventeen year olds who don't know what the hell they're doing. Like I said before, little weedy fucks. Um, to this, <clears throat> stop like- bullying them. They're in the past. <laughs> Give you like a lunch money. I'm really doing it. Harris Andrews is really copping it. Because I'm anonymous. I'm anonymous on the internet. Anonymous. Um, 
to like this this um, like really well put together like strong team like the last few years it's we've made it to the finals but like even as a supporter like watching it you're going like if we make it to a grand final it's nothing but like like luck you know like we weren't quite there you could see that the strengths weren't quite there and we didn't we weren't quite working together as as well as we should have especially when it got to like the bigger games like the the um the uh semi-final and then a preliminary final and we just we would just act like we were in round 12 for, for no reason. We're like middle middle of the year and you're just kind of like, oh, we lost a game here and there. It's just – but it's been really, really good. So when um, I was re- – obviously I, I got back into it maybe 2014, 2013 I reckon. I really got back into footy. Um, and there was one year that um, my sister-in-law, Gemma, she goes for kangaroos. A uh, die-hard kangaroo fan, enemy of the and show, enemy of the show, absolute enemy of the- no, nah, she's great. Um, and uh, the kangaroos and the lions were playing in the last game of the round for the wooden spoon, um, and we lost. We ended up losing that. We got the wooden spoon, and I reckon the next day there was a knock at my front door uh, with a little lion plushie, a wooden spoon, and a card that says, "You have my sympathy." Um, and every, I posted on my Facebook page and I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Every year that memory comes up and I ask her if she wants it back. And it's just, oh. it's just so nice. It's just so nice to go from those little tiny little like, yeah, shit. How embarrassing. There's also, um, a Facebook memory that pops up, um, that I went to a couple of Geelong preliminary finals where they acted like they had no idea how to play and they m- missed out getting to the grand final. Um, I think they were both against Sydney actually. I went to two in a row and both times I wrote a status that said that was the most embarrassing game of football I've ever seen. I'm a Brisbane Lions supporter. Like it's just, it was always just such like we were a laughing stock and we were just ridiculous. But you knew that it was just a young team. Um, and I remember when we were getting a little bit better and this was during the Hawthorne reign where they were getting all their grand finals and finalists and all that kind of stuff and we beat them twice in the year the first time I can't remember how much it was by but I was like holy shit that's so good like you know felt really chuffed about it It was probably like our second win for the year it was amazing and then later in the year we beat them in Tasmania and I remember like when that final siren went and like seeing them all kind of like jump around together on the field and hug and like say it's so good and like sing that song I was so ecstatic like I hadn't felt that way (laughs) since watching the Bucks beat the uh, Golden State Warriors and their 24-game win streak back in 2015. I was like, jumped off the couch. I was like, we fucking did it. Fucking did it. <laughs> and it was just so good to like see this team kind of grow up. I was like, yeah, we're going to lose every other game since here. But like, it's just like seeing them all come together. I don't know. And then growing from there. And then we've obviously been making the finals and all the professionals been saying, oh, I think it's Brisbane year. I think it's Brisbane's year next year. Or like, wouldn't be surprised if they're in the premiership this year and just I don't know. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. Just fun. For, for me, there's a specific moment where I don't know why, but there was a real turning point moment where when Lockie Neal joined the club. And for some yeah. reason, that is the moment that sticks out where all of a sudden Brisbane jumped from being like bottom four. I'm not saying it was purely because Lockie Neal came, but that was a, speci- a real turning point moment where the team just all of a sudden jumped up and the next mm. year just came out of nowhere. Yeah. He definitely was like a. Um, I think he also he probably had a lot of leadership kind of material in him to kind of get the guys together and um make sure they actually played a big role. And also when Fagan stepped in, like I really enjoyed 
Michael Voss as a coach. Um, I think he was doing the best he could. I think Leppage destroyed every inch of us, honestly. Um, and when he left, it was so good. And then Fagan came in, especially when Fagan, um, we had Cam Rayner, obviously. And there was that point where Fagan kind of said to him, like, bro, just because you are, just imagine Daddy Fags, bro. Um, <laughs> if you, Daddy Fags? <laughs> Daddy Fags. Like, oh, Papa Fags, sorry. <laughs> fucking guilt over here. <laughs> Daddy Fags telling that bro to Cam Rayner. <laughs> bro, bruh. I know you're a, you know, a number one draft pick, but just because you are doesn't mean you get away with shit, you know, like trying to really pull him in because he was just an arrogant little shithead, that guy, back in the day. Still is, Still probably, is. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time to mention that I don't care for some Brisbane players, yeah. <laughs> very specifically. Uh, Lorne, are, are you worried that one day Chris Fagan will tie a bunch of balloons to his house and fly away to find his wife? <laughs> <laughs> while, he, while he's doing it, he'll be going, bro. Yeah, I am. <laughs> bro, <laughs> where am I going? This is probably Cam Rainer's fault. <laughs> no, Cam Rainer's with him. <laughs> He's a little kid. He's yeah. kid. Oh, God. Lockie Neal's the kid. Yeah. Oh, he would be. I think, he just going back be. to Lockie oh. Neal as well, I think yes. what was really important about him coming to Brisbane, it, it changed the mentality of the team because you had that massive exodus, like Yo mm. and stuff leaving just beforehand. And everyone's like, well, like, talking about the go home factor and stuff like that. And Neil being such a massive get just swung everything the other way. And it was like, no, it's, if a player of Neil's ilk would come and stay here, then maybe we should. And you've had yeah. pretty good player attention since then. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And since picked then, up players absolutely. like Josh Dunkley. Thanks and for that. Joe, <laughs> and Doe Janaher. Doe Janaher. It made him a destination are. club. It yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. I think as well because our um our captains haven't been that great. Like we had what Dane Beams and he came over and then became captain and then left. Um and then came back and then said actually no I'm I'm leaving. Oh no, that's when he went to Collingwood again, didn't he? Did he go back to Collingwood? Yeah, Dane he went Beams? back to Collingwood. Yeah, and then he was like signed like a contract weeks. and then didn't play any games. Um and obviously Zorko being Zorko. Um but that's why also, like, I really, I actually really think that the combination of Lockie Neal and Harris Andrews as captains now is actually like have them, having them as co captains instead of just one one big head honcho. I actually think that's a, a pretty good thing. Cause you can tell Lockie Neal's very, like, introvert. <laughs> you know, he doesn't really want to speak. He looks up. like someone who would cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad Lorne hasn't bullied him yet. <laughs> that weedy I, I don't even want that. the brown light. That's basically what he said. <laughs> That's why he left Perth. I, and that five I really want to go him. to bed. Like, can I just go to bed? Like, <laughs> I didn't know I had to make a speech. Ah, shit. What do you mean, speech? Yeah. So, as part of this team review, mm-hmm. we've enlisted Jesse to go through and discover some of your team's vibes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Done, a, done a deep dive into your club. And it's funny deep that we're bringing up like, the military as such, because we'll get there in a moment. First up, I had a look at your songs. And yep. the few Brisbane slash Fitzroy slash Bears songs, yada, yada, yada. Not going through the history, it's 2023, grow up, okay? But I do want to make mention of Mike Brady's banger, Dare to Beat the Bear. Have you heard it before, Lorne? I have not. Well, future Jesse, work at how much you can legally put into a podcast and play it right now. What do 
we say when we run out to play? Dare to feed the bear. What do we say when we're on our way? Dare to feed the bear. So everyone can hear it. We also have um, Brisbane Bears Will Live Forever. Well, they didn't. That's a lie. They did not. It was one of the most unfortunately named songs I've ever heard. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, The Pride of Brisbane Town came in in 1997, which is just Wonderful. like a redone version of the old Fitzroy's or the Roy's uh, song. Now, that old Fitzroy song came about because of a, 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 a trip away and the Nazis. <laughs> you see, it's based on... A French the French song. was involved. Yes. Well, yes. It's based on a French song called La or Marseillaise. Based on a French song? A French song. A French, just a, a French, French song. song. Just I, a French song. Is that it? No, this That's is, all it is. I'll be cold in the I'll be dead cold in the dead. Dead in the I'll cold. Be dead ground. In the cold I'll be dead in the cold Missouri. ground. <laughs> I can't even speak. I'll be dead no, in the cold ground before I recognize France as a country, okay? Nobody thinks France. <laughs> um, France, enemy of the show, apparently. So, B- Bill Stephen, um, Brisbane Lions Hall of Fame, Bill Stephen, he was on an end-of-season footy trip in P- to Perth in 1952. It was a quaint time. Okay, I guess you, could, <laughs> you couldn't go overseas because of the war. Um, <laughs> what? So he said uh, he, his inspiration behind some was, this is a quote, I'd gone to Perth with Victorian side the two previous years. I was impressed with the Collingwood song, Everyone belted it out, and everyone belted out the North Melbourne song, which was later adopted by the Victorian side. We really didn't have a song that united us at Fitzroy, and I had just been to the pictures to see Casablanca, to the pictures, to see Casablanca, and was impressed by the scene in the restaurant. Just went the to the pictures ju- to see Casablanca. Oh, I, I should do the, I'll do this next by my voice. The Germans were belting out their Nazi song, and some bloke started singing this French song. Gradually, all the French joined in and overwhelmed the Germans Just with their this voice. French song. I was very impressed from French. He said the French song as well. Maybe he has a brain bleed. <laughs> um, as we were in the carriage on our way to the West, having a booze up, I told the boys that we needed a good song and gave them the tune. And apparently he just kept singing it over and over again. He's like, slowly more from the Fitzroy song. Let's make this up ourselves. And it became the Lions song. So, I mean, It's a good song. I mean, Lawn, to be fair, all songs are made up. Shut up. That was deep, wasn't it? Um, Shut up. I want to move on to your, uh, your mascot. And you will you mascot slash, slash logo. Because, look, it's just a lion. <gasps> you take but that back. But there's two versions of the lion. Okay, There is two versions of the lion. First Correct. up, you had Bernie <laughs> Gabba Vegas, oh, who Wikipedia uh, reminded me of the little show called Mascot Manor. Oh, Pat- yeah. They Do you remember that? As, they list him <laughs> as the lion's mascot manor representative. everyone. <laughs> he um, absolutely fucked everyone. <laughs> I've also noted here that Vegas looks like a rock and roll sex offender. Yeah. But now you have um, Roy the Lion. I just uh, like it. Named after Fitzroy, Roy. He's the most basic looking lion you could ever possibly see. Like, mm. it's, that's it. So I want you guys to go back to a previous mascot slash logo that you used to have back in the day. Do you know what your team used to be called? Before oh, the pop. Bears, before Fitzroy, oh. before all no. this, all the this malarkey. You're not, oh, you are far off, but <laughs> not as good. No, you were called the Gorillas. Oh. And your logo 
would be was a gorilla. Just an angry looking gorilla. It looked like the gorilla from um that new King Kong game that's oh. come out. It was rough. Not like the uh, traditional tattoo looking gorilla. No, that's a no, cool no. Gorilla. So it says Fitzroy, uh, which had been nicknamed the Maroons for a number of years, wanted a more aggressive mascot and decided on the suggestion of a certain doctor, Dr. Sec Raphael. Dr. Gorilla. To adopt, adopt a new moniker. So they just wanted a, a, a scarier animal. So in 1939, Dr. McGilla. Dr. McGilla. Your hands are me, you dirty apes. <laughs> Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Um, I also looked up oh. your um, famous supporters. Mm. Do we have any? I have, I have a word. So the, this is the best I could do. Yeah. There's obviously Lorne Gibbs. You've been on a few podcasts. Uh, Kevin Rudd. Oh, oh, I knew that. All right. Uh, Greg Norman, the golfer. Okay. We had Adam Scott last week. Golfers must love football. And then Ray Charles once posed with a line jumper. That counts. I, he didn't. He didn't know what he was okay. doing there. It could have been anything, <laughs> but that it counts. So smart. He knew right? he was holding a jersey. Yeah. I, I, I loved like this year. Um, Obviously, in this social media age, we are where it's you need to post constantly all the time. There was just like a reporter must have been over in America and they just went up to like random basketball players and was like, who do you think is going to win, the Lions or the Magpies? And they're all like, oh, I guess the, fuck the Lions. The Lions are great. Yeah, let's go with the mighty Brisbane Lions, I guess. And it's just, just like, stop. You've given me flashbacks. I remember during, during COVID when there was no, like football was happening, but there was no real drama to it. So they were trying to connect everything to that Michael Jordan documentary that came out. What was it called? Oh, the last, <laughs> last dance. dance. Oh my they god! Started saying Dusty was the Michael the Jordan. <sighs> if Dusty the Last was. Dance and Moneyball didn't exist as films, AFL journalism would collapse. <laughs> <laughs> that and misogyny. That oh, and misogyny. That's right. <laughs> oh yes. You fucked Tom because, Morris and because the show. <laughs> Tom Morris, look, I'm, I'm in charge of editing. He's a <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> I'll beep some of that out, but not all of it. <laughs> beep out everything but cunt. And Tom Morris. Yeah. Same and thing. that. Goodness me. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you know, that's fine. It's a small town. I don't it's know. It's like Brisbane town. It's not Brisbane it's city. Where do, we think, where do we think we rate the song? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I think it's up there. The harmony at the end. Your players rarely hit it, though. I mean, the players never hit it, they're but they actually hit, they're like gonna... official version. Harris Andrews needs to get that real falsetto in his voice, which I know oh, he can do. I know he can also, do Also... Will Ashcroft, he's a lion. That giant golden mane of his, holy shit. Mane. There is something. He got his hair cut like Prince Charming from Shrek 2. It's, yeah, but it's flowy. You know, it's. He did. He looks incredibly like, Mummy, I want to drive through. <laughs> I want to go to the drive through. <laughs> but, but Papa Fagan. <laughs> All the other boys have it. Why can't I? Oh, oh my leg. Oh, the pain of it all. The little oh. fancy boy. <laughs> he is a really, he is a very, very big fancy boy. Yeah, he thinks he's better than you. Jeremy. I love the idea that like there are some like Brisbane Brisbane supporters listening to this podcast. Hello, um, sorry. Like, oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. This is, really, like, I'm sorry. this is a really charming story about like you know a father and daughter enjoying the game together. This is beautiful. That brings you to, to my and now we're just bagging the shit for their players. <laughs> yeah, oh, but not think, nah, Lon's dad fine. doesn't get bagged out because he sounds like a good good dad. He's a good He's dude. A, met him. Su- supported a traitorous daughter. Raised her like one of his own. 
Whereas uh, Brendan's Brendan's family, his dad is a Collingwood supporter. All the the three brothers or two brothers and plus Brendan are Collingwood supporters. Well, kind of um, being told to Brendan's mum that uh, if she didn't follow Collingwood, they wouldn't be together. And so she just went, whatever. I don't like that's. I'll just go for Collingwood then. It didn't work out in the end. Uh, spoiler alert. But um, uh, his, cut that. Uh, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> no, his brother. His younger brother has decided um, to actually start going for Carlton and there's been numerous chats of getting cut out of the will because of it. So compared to that, my um, my my dad's doing quite well. He likes to uh, message me about certain players, you know, when they do good things throughout the I season. The, Very I good love conversation the bullying has continued to the point where he's like, my dad's better than your dad. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, if the show so, we 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 move forward from that. <laughs> now, Lorne, I want to yes. talk about one of your teams that still has a chance to win a premiership. Yeah. That's your AFLW team. Yeah. Beat Adelaide this week in another close game. Such a good game. Such a in good a game. very hot weather. What the hell's up with that? Crazy. Yeah, it was like, was it 40 degrees or something like that? Yeah, it was like 40 oh. degrees. I'm pretty sure, was it Ola O'Dwyer was wearing long sleeves? One of, one of the Brisbane forwards is wearing long sleeves. And I'm like, what? Why though? I think we we're just bullying players. But if I were forced to play sport or any sort of physical activity in 40 degree heat, I would cry. But no one would know because they were dehydrated. So I would just look sad <laughs> and tired. So the AFLW team, one of the inaugural teams, once the competition started. Mm-hmm. You've won one grand final in 2021, mm-hmm. and you've Correct. been runners up three times. Now you did beat Adelaide in that grand final as well, so there's a there's a pretty fierce rivalry in that one. Katie Lutkins won the best on ground for it, uh, and she played in pain because she had two surgeries booked on both of her feet based on an injury oh she occurred in round eight of that year. Jesus Christ! How weird is it when, like, you know, the grand final? I think it was. When the doggies played, one of your players like broke their spine. Like, yeah, Dale wait, Morris, he how- broke his back in the grand final. Or before it, I think. But how did he play? Back. What do you mean he broke his back? Like, he sort of folded up. <laughs> he played with a broken back. I mean, Luke Hodge famously won the Norm Smith with broken ribs. Yeah, because he was drunk at the time. He couldn't feel pain. <laughs> Dale Morris wasn't. His back was broken. He should have folded up backwards. Yeah, I think he fractured his spine or something. I know he broke his back in some way, yeah. That's crazy. So, Lorne, have you been, have you been like an avid follower of the AFLW team? I got to be honest, I haven't. I haven't followed any AFLW in the slightest. I blame the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Tom. Eddie first. Lorne hates women. <laughs> <laughs> Hate a lot of them. No, I just, I just haven't, I just haven't followed it. Honestly, I think as soon as, as soon as the AFL season finishes, or the regular season finishes, I think I'm sick of AFL. <laughs> and it gets to that point where it's just like, okay, it's all good, it's done, and then all the like all the awards happen, the awards shows happen, and it's just constantly this constant feed of media through it all, and it just makes me be like, okay, well that part of my life is switched off for the year. I'll turn it back on back in March. Vaughn, <laughs> well, there is there is so much privilege in that because your team gets to play a few more games than my team each year. Okay, <laughs> so when the season ends for me in August, or let's be safe, let's be let's be honest, July. Okay. Did it ever start? I, honestly. Yeah, to be fair, it's not our fault that Essendon chooses to lose one extra game every year. <laughs> it's because of Gather 
around. Uh, blame gather around. So that's okay that you have him following because I I have a good friend. He is a stat man, if you will. Batman. His name's Azza. <laughs> yeah, do it. That's his. That's the theme song. That's what plays when the stat signal goes up in the sky. Um, Azza Jewel. Follow him over on Twitter at Azza Jewel. He is an absolutely wonderful human and. He's much better at numbers and putting together statistics than I could even dream of. So I asked him to put together some Brisbane AFLW facts for me. Mm-hmm. And he came back with uh, these, the following. We've got Ali Anderson leading the AFLW for most games played with 76. That's equal with Emily Bates, who used to play for Brisbane, but now plays for the Hawks. And Ebony Marinoff, who plays for Adelaide. Uh, Craig Stasevich is obviously the AF, first AFLW coach to coach 75 games. So he got to that, he got to that milestone at the end of the season in round 10 as well. Uh, mm. Brisbane so does that and, mean they've basically played every game? Uh, inaugural yes. That's crazy. Yeah, they were Amazing. one of the – they yeah. were very good side. They were, yeah, they were the start. Yeah, I'd like – I followed along loosely in the first couple of seasons because obviously it was AFLW, it was new and exciting, and um, I, w- I wasn't – in the finals as much yeah. <laughs> with the AFL. Brisbane got raided a little bit when Gold Coast joined, which is kind of what happened um, with the list as far as like the early six, like six succeeding rounds sort of went. But I think Brisbane have been one of those teams that have stayed remarkably competitive. So I would say for 2023, Good. even they went in as like a really underdog team because they lost Wardlaw and Emily Bates. Um, going into this season. And I think it just goes to show that how strong the Brisbane system for the AFLW team is. Um, and it goes to show as well, being one of the inaugural teams, so both Brisbane and Melbourne, uh, the two teams that have 10 players who have played at least 50 AFLW games or more. Jesus. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty dang good. In your first season, you only lost one game. Mm-hmm. And that was the grand final. That. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Remember that stat? And Jess Wushner, who just retired. Yes. Jesse, you'll love this one. Jess Wushner played for Essendon and Brisbane. And she's the The only player. (laughs) She's the only player to kick multiple goals in an AFLW grand final on three separate occasions. She's the only player who got struck by lightning and kept playing. Well, didn't keep playing that day, but later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Later on. Did she actually? She got up really energized. Jesus. Said, Fuck kid. this, I'm going to Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> no lightning at Tom Marine. Um, and I'll finish it off. Sophie Conway, one of two AFLW players to have kicked a goal against all 17 other clubs in the AFLW. That's, that's a good stat. That's a pretty good stat. Yeah, that's from the stat man. Play the there's song, of- Jesse. There's a lot of shit stats out there for uh, that you see get posted on social media throughout the season. Just random bullshit that's just like, this guy took a glass of water 17 times today rather than his usual 15 times. Let's write an article about it. It's just like, I, how, do you, how do you get through the day? Take that, Patrick Keane. I, <laughs> I, might, I might be biased, but I dare say that Azza is on the same level for me as Cess One Thing in terms of ability and stat effectiveness. I want to make <laughs> a stats Twitter that's just made up shit. That's your current Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but like made up stats, not just made up like, you know. Oh, I've got things. friends. <laughs> yeah. Just got go, to go have a coffee with my mates. Good one, Jesse. <laughs> um, 
You've thrown me off with that. Um, <laughs> she hit too close to home. <laughs> this is the. Why is this. Br- you know what? This Brisbane cast is sent into the bully cast. It is. Because up north, who knows what they're doing? You've got to be mean to deal with schoolies. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. So, My schoolies is World of Warcraft, so I can't really talk that much. Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, podcast the, is this? <laughs> uh, the beaches of Storyboard Podcast. <laughs> the beaches of Frostmourne Winddale. Fucking no. Beaches of Frostmourne Windvale. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, you better get to those beaches. <laughs> They're right to the beach of the Frostmourne. <laughs> so oh, let's sort let's you know what? Let's move. Let's keep on moving up. Move I've got Chris to bring yes. us some grand final statistics. Yes, so we're going to talk. Boy. Let's talk about the best of times and the blurst of times. Well, the blurst of times is obviously 2023. Um, Advantage was paid correctly. So, so, so just some some stats on Brisbane's kind of history and grand finals. Uh, total of 11 VFL AFL premierships, eight as Fitzroy and three in the Brisbane Lions era. Uh, only Carlton, Essendon, Collingwood and Melbourne have won more flags, which impressive. Mm-hmm. Fifth most flags in, in the VFL AFL era. Oh, sorry, you're copying them. <laughs> uh, obviously, the most recent grand final performance was this year in 2023, where they lost to Collingwood by an agonizing four points. Mm. Um, mm. Look, we won't focus too much on this year. <laughs> it's all right. It was a good game. It was. It was probably one of the best grand finals in history. It was a fantastic game. It was a very good game. I was um obviously with uh with Brennan being a Collingwood supporter. We, um... We're taking a break. We're taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage is over. Uh, no, Have um, you spoken to him since? No. Actually, I really, I haven't. I've been in this room the whole time. It's he's been, been, he's uh, been partying. Full partying. Full partying. Um, yeah, God, that was a day. Um, no, we both agreed that actually watching it, we were both very, like, calm. We were both very, like, I think just because it was such a good game that we were like, you know what, this is a great game. And throughout the year, like obviously with him being a Collingwood supporter, I've been kind of like a secondary supporter of Collingwood and I've learned all their players. Like we've gone to their games because they're much more accessible. We went to the Brisbane um, Collingwood game at Marvel Stadium, um, I think in the last round or second last round of the year. And that was an amazing time because obviously Brisbane won and I got to sing the song very loudly in front of his face. But um we were both just happy for each other to be in a grand final. Like just, you know, cause he's obviously learned my team as well, but we both agree that the preliminary finals were the worst. Like they were the most stressed out we had been all year. I almost wanted to, I was so close to throwing up watching his <laughs> cause obviously it was a one point different and we were just like, fucking come on. And then mine, um, uh, my boss, obviously my brother-in-law is Carlton and they were giving me shit all week about the prelim coming up and, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> it was very sweet, especially with the uh, the shit start as well. But then coming back at the end, um, like that was such a, an awesome like celebration and such an awesome feeling and jumping around the house and just being so excited and being like, we're going to do this next week. And then the week after we're just like, this is a good game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's gather around the like, wildlife and listen to this one. Would you like another drink? Like, 
What's going on? And my so um, idea. I've got you a hot dog. A cup of dough. What yes, character exactly. is this now? Jesse, take it, ruining it. Always, always. I've to New York, apparently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm hot dog in here. Hey, I'm football in here. Hey, you want to listen to the ball game? What do you mean no advantage? I think it was also the grand final was. It was the two best teams throughout the year yeah, playing a great game. And it was like kind of like it doesn't matter who wins this because both teams deserve it. It wasn't like there was a team that was in it where you were like, they've kind of just gotten here off of luck. Yeah. It was It was just like both teams, either team deserves it. It's Yeah. As a neutral, it was one of the best grand finals that I've watched. It was just great. to clarify though, just because they deserved it doesn't mean we wanted to win it. <laughs> oh, no. Collingwood yeah, enemies. I'd like to clarify that Chris does not speak for the... <laughs> Trees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calling with fucked. Like when we do the Calling episode, I'm gonna have to like mute myself. <laughs> You're not invited. Thanks. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk more and focus more on the uh, the early 2000s mm-hmm. uh, when you conveniently jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, who knew? Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get into the grand final, I want to I want to cast this back just. Just slightly prior, <laughs> just slightly prior to the two thousand one grand final, because there was a there was a bigger event that happened than the three peat, a more prestigious event. Some people might say, in two thousand and one, prior to winning the flag, uh, Brisbane actually started the season by making the final of the Ansett Australia Cup, which was at the time Brisbane Lions' first grand final in in their history since the merger. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Chris, when I was in my to be episode, I read ahead and I saw that line and I almost spat my drink out. <laughs> now, this match was actually actually marred with controversy because Brisbane were not happy with the arrangements of the final as they had to travel interstate for the fourth time in five games in this Ancestral Australia preseason, get, preseason competition. Whereas Port Adelaide, who were their, their, their opponents, got to play their fourth game at home. It was the final was played at uh, Amy Park. Unfortunately, Brisbane went on to lose by eighty five points in that grand final. <laughs> they kicked twenty six. They kicked th- it was three goals six or three goals eight twenty six points. Um, I thought you were going to say they we kicked twenty six points. I was like, no, Jesus. no, three goals eight. Daniel um, wasn't playing. But <laughs> this was this was also a momentous occasion because it also marked the last time that we saw the Ansett Australia Cup. Oh, As the base. next year, it became the Wizard Home Loans Cup, which was much less prestigious. <laughs> that was the I beginning. That. It was the beginning of the end of the preseason games. It was because it all has gone downhill. Aside from obviously the burning star that was AFLX, which I very much liked when I was doing my research. Super goals on on the old on the old Wikipedia. There's a whole section dedicated for each team, their AFLX um, uh, appearances, and everyone just says one. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. We could, I love the super whole, goals. We're gonna do a whole episode of AFLX. Before I start getting to some of the kind of interesting points from that era in those games, um, I did just want to ask, kind of, what are your memories from the three peat? Um, is there anything that kind of stands out from that era? I just, for myself personally, I just remember like I was what 11, 12, 13 around that time, and it was just. It was almost like a boring time to be a footy fan because it was just Brisbane yep. were just so dominant. Yep. Yep. I remember being like, why are there two of the same person on the same team? Um, 
Didn't quite understand the identical <laughs> twin situation. I can't, that's that's how, the memory from the three feet that stood sorry. out. <laughs> how old were you? <laughs> um, I yeah. Uh, it it honestly, it was even a boring time to be a Brisbane Lions supporter. Honestly, even though I was at the very beginning of uh, of of that. It, I'm um, tired of winning all the time. <laughs> Well, it's interesting you say that because when I was looking back on the I'm sick of success, <laughs> I was I was looking back on on those finals in the two thousand and three grand final. The attendance was only seventy six thousand, so clearly because... quite a few people were like, "Oh, I'm no, no, done. no, no!" They were redoing the MCG. Ah, big renovations. okay. Big renovations. You take that back. <laughs> you take take it back. That your, back. Your memory of one of the most dominant teams <laughs> in AFL history was. Oh, they were doing renovations at the G, and there were twins. What's that about? <laughs> Is that allowed? Uh, you were so allowed. Used to, you were so li- used to listen to the games on the radio. When you saw them, it's like what? Do you get? Do you still get really confused when uh, Geelong and Essendon play each other now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you was nah. Um, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm tired of this grandpa. <laughs> So you were you were tired of success. I was tired of success. Um, I, yeah, I do remember the renovations because I um we were uh, <laughs> my dad the was a um, no, my dad was a, an MCC member at the time, and I really wanted to go to the grand final, but obviously they had not as many tickets. Um, so that was his excuse that year as to why we couldn't give it a go and head off to the uh, head off to the grand final. But um, yeah, I like. I don't know. I think it was just the first year. I see. I can't remember if I started being a fan before we won the first grand final or after we won it. But I I remember getting like such a rivalry, like a, a feeling of just pure rivalry between Collingwood and us, um, and such like a really fucking rubbing it in everyone's face, every Collingwood fan's face that I knew after the fact when um when we did eventually win it I remember becoming very smug but um yeah like it it honestly was like even like I said before about the 2004 grand final it honestly was just a matter of all right I'm kind of I'm kind of over it now can we maybe uh like move on to (laughs) to the next team that uh and then I felt that with Geelong and felt that with Hawthorne and felt that with (laughs) with Richmond and uh Jesse's been waiting 6,000 days just to win a final and you were just like, oh, this is boring. I wish we'd lose a bit more. First of all, it's 7,000. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Lorne, I love you, but I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show. And I remember Alistair Lynch being an obviously very angry man. Very angry man. He got um he got suspended in the two thousand and four one against Port. Yeah, punched the dude. It was his. I think it was his last game or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. It was very close to the end for him. Anyway, I remember. Um, I just remember like looking at just being like, "This guy's fucking tall." <laughs> <laughs> Every Brisbane player from that era looked like they would bash me at a pub. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like they have like, that vibe, particularly like, Daniel Bradshaw. <laughs> It's a long, oh, it's a long list, Jesse. Absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't bash you in a pub? But like, I'm gonna say that for most clubs, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone but not it, Lucky Neil. That's true. He would just cry in a corner. Yeah. You would Together. look at him and he'd be like, "Oh, sorry." Um, it's so like funny Jake looking o would back. Be at them. Really angry or really sad? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> While we're talking about players who look <laughs> sad, let's list the players. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Lord. 
That was it. That was just a I'm saying double here. Four Scots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chris Scott would bash you. Brad wouldn't. (laughs) Brad would hold me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I don't know if we should be doing this. Oh, jeez, Chris. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Um... No, I love looking back at the uh, the old videos now. Obviously, Michael Voss, big fan, big, big fan. Um, but they would have been like mid-20s or so and they look about 50. Like it's just <laughs> it's insane just seeing how much older people seem to look back then. It might have just been the TV quality, not quite sure. I think it's the sun. I think we have much better skin care now. I think we have much better uh, nutrition. You know? uh, awareness of the damage of smoking. <laughs> <laughs> So you were going to say, I think we have a, a better sun now, much be- much better, better quality sun. We have a much worse sun. Much um, worse sun. Some, some interesting things that kind of popped out to me when I was casting my back on this time period was um, despite winning the fl- three flags in a row, didn't finish first on the ladder in any of those years. Finished mm. second every year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2001 was second to Essendon and then the following two years were second to Port. Port? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, in 2002, the Norm Smith Medal was awarded to Nathan Buckley, mm-hmm. becoming only the th- it was only the third time in a grand final that a player had won the Norm Smith despite being on the losing team. Um, <clears throat> interestingly, about this one, uh, for some reason, the panelists who were voting for the Norm Smith were asked to lodge their votes during the latter part of the final quarter, not at the end of the game. This was so that they could basically tally them up in time uh, before the game had finished. With some admitting that they did so as early as halfway through the last quarter, which was quite a close game in that one. Yeah. Um, This garnered a lot of controversy in the days days after the match because three out of the five panellists actually all claimed that they would have awarded more votes to Michael Voss if they had voted after the siren because he was so huge in the last five, ten minutes of the game. Uh, And this also caused the AFL to then move to change the process after this to ensure that the votes weren't cast until after the final siren from then onwards. So there's, That's there's five panellists. Interesting. Mm. They're giving votes to probably about five players each. Don't they do like a five, four, three, two, one sort of thing? Yeah. Were calculators around at that time? Because <laughs> um, it doesn't take too long to calculate those numbers, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I, I, there will be times you could just look at them and be like, <laughs> Michael Voss on the top of each one. We're good. Let's do it. Like, that. that's bizarre. Yeah. Odd. Maybe they were running overtime and the TV broadcast had to be finished at like six o'clock for the news or the something news. like that. Simpsons the news. The news. Uh, and the the last thing that uh, I thought was interesting was that uh, in 2003, Simon Black won the Norm Smith, dominated the game with 39 possessions, which was the most possessions ever gathered by a player in a grand final. And this record was then equaled by Clarkie's boy Christian Petrarca in the 2021 grand final. Hmm. Hmm. He make it a recipe on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Black didn't have a TikTok. Oh. Yeah, it fucked Simon Black. He had ever he bashed me. I don't. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the oh, best Simon person Black. in a bar fight from Brisbane okay. would be Mitch Robinson. Oh, absolutely, a million percent. Oh my god, he's got some uh, some. Fucking He's just unhinged enough. Y- yeah. You would like you would literally look look at him across the bar and he'd be like, What the fuck? What the fuck are you looking at? And then he would verse you in Fortnite and that would be Yeah, then say and then I'll win. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what up? <laughs> Mitch Robinson, I'm calling you out right now, okay? I will fight you in Fortnite in a car park. Uh 
That's of your choice. Can we old just man? Yeah, Mitch Robinson. He was. I was actually really sad when he retired. I think I everyone was because he was basically forced to. Yeah, Why? exactly. I think he was actually quite, quite a good little little man. Yeah, they let Zorko play on. Quite a good little man. Quite a good little man. My favourite. He can't hurt me. I'm all the way down here. <laughs> there, there, there was, I can't remember who it was. There was a Brisbane player who took an absolute screamer yeah, from I think it was Lincoln McCarthy. Yep. Took an absolute oh, screamer. And there's that photo. Oh. oh, and he's like. And he's, <laughs> around, he, he's gone full like Macaulay yeah. Culkin and he's grabbing <laughs> his face and screaming. Yeah. Yeah, that was Very definitely. Good. That was, that was Lincoln McCarthy. Lincoln McCarthy also. Big fan of him. Awesome pickup because he. he was signed to Geelong for about what five seasons or so, and only played about twelve games because injured the whole time. You came to you Brisbane, have barely a, been injured. It's great. You have a very good medical team. Everything. Yeah, something about the medical team up there. It's crazy. Lincoln it's McCarthy, sun. Joey Davenhurst. Still, <laughs> still couldn't get Marcus Adams off. right though. Yeah, yeah, that was a shame. Rest in peace. Now we're going to throw it back over to Clarky because I really want to hear how he uh, says the name of this seg- next up. segment. This is this is the segment <laughs> that brings all the persons to the yards. <laughs> now, Lorne, I don't know if you listened to our Adelaide episode, but we're doing we're building the ultimate, the my player of AFL teams. Oh no! Oh god! And we have affectionately dubbed it the Falconston. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> He's still coming. <laughs> How did you change it from last week and still get it wrong? Falconston. The Falconston. So we take the head, which represents the vibes and hair of a player. We take the body, which represents the tackles and strength. And this cracker that represents my body. (laughs) The arms for marks and handles. I feel feel like Homer on the side of the stage saying, It's courage, you idiot. Uh, legs for kicking Ooh, and running. Hard read, good. <laughs> Lord, so just jump in there, Lord. It's meant to be Falkenstein, like Frankenstein. Oh, it's a great right. pun by me, but Clarky, I gave this gift to him. I was like, Falkenstein. Like, okay, all right, we're like, going with that. If Gandalf gave Frodo the ring, and Frodo uses the cock ring, okay, I gave you such a <laughs> gift. Last week he filed it. Last week he pronounced it as Falkenstein. <laughs> This week, yes. Falconston. The Bierenstein, Bierenstein. The guests is, like me more than you oh, do. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> but, like, last week when you did it. <laughs> <laughs> last week when you said it and Chris and I would just look at you, you're like, hey guys, what's this the is, matter? This is true comedy and you'll never know whether I've done it on purpose or not. I When I when I edited that episode, I got so mad. <laughs> like I'm like, can I like do some like audio the, manipulation um, to make it right? over. The it was Falkenstein. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Broncos. So, we are building the ultimate player from players past and present to yes. represent the Brisbane Lions. Now, I'd like to get the ball rolling with head, which represents vibes and hair. And I'm just going to say it. Will Ashcroft. Will Ashcroft. I th- I th- see, my oh. mind initially went to Will Ashcroft, but then I feel like Long hair. Daniel Rich. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a Daniel Rich of Abbott. Vibe that is a good point. Like Will Ashcroft is like is like Bulbasaur, and Daniel Rich is Venusaur. <laughs> What's Ivysaur? Um, Harris we'll Andrews. <laughs> Harry Sharp. <laughs> it's Harry Sharp. Kyle Loman. Well, see, like it's the 
Like Danaher, obviously I'm speaking current players. Danaher has the mustache, which is quite good. Harris Andrew has ears. Are we looking for good Harris hearing? Andrews has ears. He's the only player on the team with ears. The, I'm not bullying the, him. Yeah, I'm just taking his lunch money. Him. It's just an observation. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a freak. <laughs> <laughs> he has but ears like, and a brain bleed, but I'm not bullying him. I swear to God, he grew into his body. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think we'd have to go Will Ashcroft, though, because just simply that absolute mane of hair that he has. I understand it's Prince Charming and it's pretty weeby, but like. But do remember though, because look, I think it's between Daniel Rich and, and Will Ashcroft. We can all agree there. It's one of yeah. these two because they have such, like, yeah. You look at the head, you know, you know what time it is. Okay, <laughs> I, I was going to say certainly not Daniel, Mitch Robinson. You want to throw Darcy Fort's name no. in there? Daniel Rich is very usually his hair's usually pretty wet. He's all forehead. I don't even know it's what Darcy Fort looks like. Curly pop. <laughs> it's not just hair; it's also vibes. I don't think Will, oh, Will Ashcroft true. played. Played four games. Oh, father, my leg. Okay, and he's dead. Daniel Rich, okay, salt of the earth. What is he now, like a plumber? No, he plays in the other game. Didn't Daniel Rich also not play, like, half the season because he injured himself and then was like, oh, I can't get back up to fitness? Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he um, I, he's like, I'm retiring, but not, but maybe not. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was, it was him and um the dude from Hawks. It was Gunston. Like. Yeah. Oh, when you get dropped, we just retired. <laughs> um, we just decided not to play anymore. Look, okay, all right. No, hang on. I'm getting through the list. We definitely can't do Eric Hipwood. He's dead to me anyway. But um, <laughs> he's just. I don't care if I'm bullying him. I'm absolutely bullying him. He's a fucking ugly man. Why not? Wait, are we making the hottest player now? Can we talk about Ash McGrath? <laughs> no, circa I just can't stand 2013. the look of him. I just can't stand the look of him. No, I think. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking Stein. <laughs> Buxton. Sorry, fucking stain, which is a different but, thing. I mean, uh, is that when Get he the was... the towel, it's the fucking stain. Is that when he's... Uh, yeah, the bald era. 2013. That was Miracle on Grass, wasn't it? That was 2014, wasn't it? Oh, no, 2013. Yeah, the bald era, that's it. Um, no, I think I think we need to go with Will Ashcroft just simply for the main, honestly. For the head oh, I'm ever so excited to be joining your team. Oh, <laughs> hey, from, straight from Bridgerton to your screens. All right, so we've got... Mommy, you said I could be king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Body. We've got tackles and strength. Yes. <laughs> Will Ashcroft. No. <clears throat> you've got you to go back to like a, a Michael Voss or a Simon yeah. Black. Yeah. He is good. How about a Mitch Robinson? Just a wrecking ball. He would just destroy everything, wouldn't he? Goodness me. Um... This is tough. In my head, each part of this body is being controlled by that player. So I do like the idea of <laughs> Mitch Robinson's body being thrown around and Will Ashcroft being like, oh no! <laughs> oh heavens! <laughs> oh please stop it! Father, I can't handle you're, it! You're Put the Make him stop! <laughs> Daddy! Daddy, please! Fake is up in the sands, my boy! <laughs> <laughs> Tying balloons to himself to fly down to pick him up, like Mo at the end of the episode of The Simpsons. Are you an angel? <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, look, you could go, you could go Michael Voss. I was thinking, like, Jonathan Brown, but he's more like the legs, oh. I reckon. Oh, no, that's a... Oh. Nah, I was going to say, I'll, I've, got, I've got someone else for legs, but I don't mind Jonathan Brown for the size. Yeah, well, that's kind of like I could. I remembered his like, grr, 
you know, he's Uranus. <laughs> Proportionally, this guy's going to look like the Iron Giant now. <laughs> Small head, big body. His body of like a 30-year-old and the head of a 17-year-old. <laughs> Do you remember that point where Jonathan Brown randomly started getting thrown in the midfield and he just destroyed people? He would be at centre bounces and just running through everyone. It was great. Yeah. That yep. brief moment where Brisbane tried to see if murder was legal. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. He was 22 in 2003, just so you know, Jonathan Brown. So I guess the 17-year-old 2020 and the 22-year-old Jonathan Brown definitely worked. I think we could also consider Jason Akamanis. Nah, he's a bit of a cunt. Well, he? Also, <laughs> no. Alistair Lynch was 35. All right. Jesus. Let's lock in one of these choices. Five in his last year. Insane. Jonathan Brown. The body of Jonathan. Jonathan Brown. Brown. That's a good choice. Mm. All right. Um, We've got Marks and Hambles. Beefy boy. Marking is an obvious choice here, but Hambles are underrated. And for Hambles, I'll go Lockie Neal. That man can can hand the ball. I would have said Simon Black. I don't mind Chris's suggestion of Simon Black. Yeah, I would have said Simon Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking through the uh, the old list as well from the heyday. Um yeah. Big big old arms, Wings Harris Band, Andrews. Yeah. That reach. What about you throw you really throw it back and go go Doug Hawkins. Doug Hawkins. Played for Fitzroy for like two years. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Actually I think Nathan Buckley originally played for Fitzroy, didn't he? He did. In his first season, then he got traded to Collingwood. And remember Nigel Lappin? What a guy. Remember that year he almost won the this is not He was content. leading at like round 16. Yeah, right. He wasn't this is, there. This is <laughs> yeah. slowly becoming an episode of Family Guy. Because it's just like, remember when? <laughs> this is like a <laughs> conversation. I who, think, who you got for arms? I think either. Uh, Hold up. This is more. this also for, sorry, is this for tackles as well? I want to take some pressure off you, okay? Marks We're not actually going to murder these people and stitch them together. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. That's a difference here on Patreon. No, I think I think you're right with Lockie Neal. I think the um, quick hands. He's very good. At, yeah, creeping in and out of everything. Quick hands, good disposals, etc., <laughs> etc. Et he's creepy, but sure. Creeping in and out of creepy corridors, etc. Uh, we could yeah. have said, you know what? We could have said arms. Uh, Akamanis for the handstands. But that's it's, that's the reason he gets cancelled out is the handstand. And also, yeah. he's a bit of a cunt. I don't know anything about the I'll man, say, Jesse. I'll say it again. Oh, he's a real estate agent now. I think I'm gonna have to beep that. I'm gonna have to beep out real estate <laughs> agent. AK. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we've got legs. Um, I'm gonna go Kitty Coleman for legs. He got some speed. Oh. Yes, the pod. Yes, Kitty Coleman. Mind. I'm so happy. Can I just point out that Jesse pre-filled this with "Gotta get Kappa's legs." <laughs> then pinned. Okay, I'm gonna, can I rephrase that? Oh, God. Whoever's legs, whatever it's going to be, but they have to be wearing Kappa's shorts. <laughs> okay. We had a modifier last week for Rory's Sloan long hair version. I think it's only right we have uh, our modifier for Kappa's last week was Eddie Betts and special comments, you Kappa's, Kappa's shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get there in a moment. We haven't got to the modifier yet. Oh, my God. In yeah, my I head, think, I-, I think Kitty Coleman, go for it. Good choice. good choice. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I know he, he kind of only really came alive in like the last few rounds of the year, but like, geez, I don't give a shit, boy. Like, Kitty Coleman's that- legs on Jonathan Brown's body. Lon, this <laughs> is not a podcast where you need to justify Kitty Coleman, okay? I'm here with you. He's the pod. He's the pod. He was going to be the, my modifier because I was going to put Charlie Cameron pod- is a good, good choice as well. 
But no, I, I, I still think, I still think Kitty Coleman. Charlie Cameron is like is in like a little area. He's very fast. The area where he plays. <laughs> the last category we have is a modifier. Imagine it's like a special ability. You like your little video games, little World of Warcraft. Oh, um, shut up! <laughs> shut up! It's like it's like a special ability. Okay, so yeah. who's a player? It doesn't need to be necessarily them playing still today. So last week we had um, Eddie Van. <laughs> Not for any of his actual skill, specifically special combat. <laughs> no, just special combat. If we wanted his legs, we would have got his legs. Okay? No. Like Ursula, we took his voice. <laughs> All right? I hate the Falcon's time. thing he's most well known for. Exactly. Ironically, not his legs. <laughs> so, so what are we doing? <laughs> Pick a, who is a Brisbane player that just has something, a special quality about them that you would like to introduce to this player to infuse them? Yes. Like Lee Matthews' mustache. What about... Uh... Brendan Favola's pressure point, pressure point. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no. Brendan Favola's uh, club longevity. We only do one year contracts. <laughs> that's, that's all Brisbane's known for is the eventual, eventual uh, grabbing of Brendan Favola after after his disgrace. Um, oh goodness me, goodness me! One special quality. It's tricky because <laughs> looking at your players, they're kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're either boring or they do bad things. Um, <laughs> they're boring or they do bad things. No, Joe Danaher's let it go every time there's a goal. Oh. oh. Actually, oh, I don't know. Look, you know what? Not the let it go. Country Road I modifier. I think the Country Roads is a Country very, Road. very special song. Like, that's that's got to be it. Like, any time that comes on now, it's just it's just happiness. <laughs> this needs to be, this like, be a, a card game. This card game. Okay. <laughs> And what do you mean? We just got all the parts of Exodia, okay? And we put a modifier on it. No, that's the Dursmas. <laughs> Once Port Adelaide gets the final Dursma, AFL's over, bro. Jesus Christ. We have Will Ashcroft. Oh, little Willie Ashcroft. Um, his little golden head on big John O'Brien's body. Beefy boy. Lockie Neal's creepy little hands. Your words, not mine. Uh, Kitty Coleman's uh, long legs in Kappa's little shorts, and we just instead of a player, we just have Take Me Home Country Road. <laughs> we have John oh, Denver in the modifier. Oh, <laughs> Well-known Brisbane player, our favorite. Oh my god! What does everyone think about the uh, the um, songs after the goals? I like it. Well, actually, I was going to ask you. What would your song be? Um. Oh God, I've thought about this a lot, but yet you weren't prepared. <laughs> yet I was not prepared. Um. No, nah, I don't. I don't think I can think of one on top of my head. Because I mean, I would be like, would I go for one of my favorite songs, which could be like you know a Blink One Eight Two song or like some random pop punk band that I've listened to at the current time? But like, oh goodness me, that's a hard one. Something that you should pick something that's like a super downer, like no surprises by Radiohead. <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Why can't we? That be would be friends? such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect! I'll pick that one then. Great. So I don't know, know what it is, but <laughs> it's time to wrap up the show. Well, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. record scratch. Clarky, <laughs> what's your choice for these songs? Uh, owner of a lonely heart. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Great Chris? riff. It's got a great riff. I think you could get a really decent sound bite. I think I would either go with 
uh, recency because I, I saw him two nights ago, but uh, Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard or that Beers song by Real Big Fish. <laughs> Good choice. I, I, I've said this multiple times, but it'd be for me, it'd be Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. <laughs> you have said that multiple yeah. times. I remember you have said that enough. multiple times. I feel like this was all a setup, so you could say it again. <laughs> and it was, but also luckily for the TV rights, I wouldn't kick many goals. <laughs> <laughs> EJ Witten Legends came here you come. <laughs> I reckon that'd be so disheartening. They'd be like, pick your song, start of the year or start of the season or whatever. You you are the player, have the, have your song. And you'd just be like, we're never going to hear it. Like whenever a new player kicks it, you're always like, what's this song going to be? What is it? Yeah. And some of them are just fucking stupid. Imagine Harris Andrews picking one and he's just going, why? I'm never going to hear it. Like, <laughs> literally never going to hear it. But I've seen people say like, um, oh, went to the game at the Gabba for the first time and they've made it like what an immature environment. Sing songs after every goal. How ridiculous. This is like an adult environment, that kind of thing. And it's like, grow up. Like, We're an adult environment. They're not be- fucking. I've heard <laughs> more, ba- more people with Often. babies about football than just about anything else. Oh, yeah. And people are agreeing. I thought the comments were going to be like, get fucked. You're absolute piece of shit. Like, this is a fun time for everyone. How? What a great involvement. And like. Everyone was just like, I agree, couldn't agree more. It's like, Jesus. There are two ways to go with music at the football. The way Brisbane do it, good, thumbs up. Never tear us apart, no. no. <laughs> Never again. Oh, Uprising by Muse, you hear it every game. All right, so it's time we wrap this up. And we'll wrap it up with go asking you, Lorne, what did Brisbane need to do in 2024 to win the premiership? Get rid of Eric Hipwood. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Fucking, fucking done with that boy he looks like nicholas schooled nicholas holt nicholas holt i don't nicholas know holt? the kid from about a boy looks like him uh everything everything he does <laughs> is just he, just he just fucks it up every single time then like again i did blame spicy. <laughs> i did blame barry for our grand final loss um jared barry um uh, sorry but you fucked it up for everyone um but no, Eric would get out. GTFO. I don't give a shit. Who knows about it? Give me his number. I'll tell him himself. <laughs> I'm not bullying anyone, but I will bully Eric Hipwood. I won't, I'll fucking do it. I'm not bullying anyone, but <laughs> I am bullying Eric Hipwood. <laughs> Friend of the show. So, um, tune in next week for our guest, Eric Hipwood. I mean, <laughs> that'd be a bit awkward. Let's talk about Carlton. I yeah. <laughs> Future club. Uh, Lorne, thank you so much for joining us to talk well, about thank you for having me. the Brisbane Bears. Do you, do you have anything you need to spruik? Do you have. No. Do you want, do you no, want people to find you? I don't. Please don't find me, Eric Hipwood. Please don't find me. <laughs> Eric Hipwood's oh, going to bash you. <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called at. What is it? At the Lauren Gibbs. But other than that, nah, I'm around some podcasts every now and again with Jesse. Um, mostly talking about Far Cry because he lets me and I like that about him. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. I'm kind of retired from my video game podcasting life and it is fucking past my bedtime. I'm an, I'm an old 30-year-old and it sucks. Everything sucks now. Thanks for letting me know, guys. And you can find. <laughs> <laughs> that face was going to be so shameful. Yeah, you know, you start bullying us. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. 
It is Liam. Past bedtime. We just walk past. I'm it. angry now. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Falcon Footy Pod. We're on. We're at Falcon Footy Pod across most platforms, and you can find us individually. Chris is at Lowry underscore sixteen. Jesse's at Jesse Spanner, and I'm at Quantum JC. We're part of the Story Mode Podcast Network, so you can check out our sister shows, Love Letters, which yes. uh, is hosted by Jesse. We're back this week. I was on one of those. You were on one of those. I was um, on two of those. There you go. You want to hear more Lawn? Go listen to Love Letters. I was on two letters. of them, actually. Yes. <laughs> we'll get you on for another one soon. We're going to talk about Eric Hepwood. Um, <laughs> no, we just dropped an episode. I uh, uh, spoke to Joel McDonald from Dog Options, and we spoke about Gen V, the uh, the boys' spinoff. It's very good. So we spoke about that. Um, plus, next week, we have a super special episode about Dredge. We've got a very special guest. Excellent. And speaking of dialogue options, they're another one of our sister shows. And I'd like to give a little shout out to, uh, I was a guest star on the podcast In and Under this week. So if you want to go check out the boys at In and Under, they're a lovely bunch. They are just starting out their podcast journey uh, and they talk about NBA, EPL. They've got a lot of little fun segments. Um, Very, very honored to be asked to be a guest on that show. So go check out the boys at In and Under on Instagram, I believe. And that's all for us this week. We'll see you next week. See ya. Kick us the ball. Don't come for me, Eric Hipwood. <laughs>